0: Welcome to the Local Marketing Institute podcast. Learn practical and trustworthy digital marketing tactics from the best local marketing experts in the world. Access show notes and our entire library of free training videos at localmarketinginstitute.com.
1: And now, here's your host, Eric Schoenfeld.
2: Ben, Jason, and I are thrilled to be joined today with our special guests, Darren Shaw from WhiteSpark and Chris Dreyer from Rankings.io. Hey, guys.
3: Hey, hey man. thanks for
2: having us. We teased last week that a couple of uh, of new uh, kind of ranking studies came out and Darren and Chris's teams were the ones who put those together. So we're going to be diving into those ranking studies today. And then we'll certainly have some time to, to tackle some of your questions here as well. But this is a really kind of you know special uh, situation and we're just thrilled to have these guys join us. Uh, before we get kicked off, just a little bit of quick housekeeping. Um, hey, make sure to go to the Local Marketing Institute website. Sign up for our email newsletter so you can get invites to all these sessions and more. Uh, if you're not yet part of our Facebook group, go out and search for Local Marketing Institute Connect on Facebook group. Uh, I think you know, all of us are on there. There's a bunch of other folks on there. It's a really good uh, community, very positive community as well out there which we really appreciate Uh, and then finally make sure you're uh, subscribed to our podcast Uh, again you can find it on any of the major platforms or just go to localmarketinginstitute.com and click the podcast link and you can join us there well again I'm, i'm really thrilled to be joined by uh by darren and chris today obviously ben jason are here with me as well uh if you all have any questions as we go along, feel free to put them in the Q&A function. We'll try to get to them as much as we can. But um, Darren, I wanted to maybe start off with you a little bit and talk about your new study you've got out. And uh, let me get to that real quick. Sure. You just put out the 2020 local search ranking factors. You've been doing this for a while, haven't you?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. We're I guess involved I've done... in it. I've been doing it for five years, but I've only managed to publish three of them. But yeah, so have been doing it a while now. Uh, Has it been five years? No. I feel like David had the reins in 2017.
2: And then David Mim was doing it for a while, then you were helping him, and then it's the reins have kind of transitioned, it feels like.
1: I feel like I missed years, but somehow 2017 (laughs) and 2020, it's three years, and I've done three of them, so we're just going to say that I didn't miss anything. (laughs) The math works out anyways.
2: Well, tell us a little bit about the study, kind of how how it sure. works, what you did, and, and maybe give us you know the the high level of uh, what are the major takeaways from this year's study.
1: Yeah, so uh, the survey is a survey of the top perceived experts in local search. I'm sure there's other experts, but we are not aware of you yet. So any of you out there that are local search experts, make yourself known and you could maybe be on uh, the survey contributors list next time around. But yeah, so uh, we survey the top experts in local search. Um, Look, there's a list right there. So those are the people and uh, these people are pretty smart. They're doing local search day in, day out. They know what's happening. You got people like Ben Fisher on there, Platinum, uh, GMB product expert. You got Joy Hawkins, Mike Blumenthal, David Mim. Just like the who's who of local search. People that are speaking about, writing about, researching, trying to understand what impacts rankings at Google in in the local results so anyway I asked them this whole series of questions if you scroll a little bit further you can see the questions that I asked them so it's kind of broken up into all of these uh, different questions uh, the first one I ask is I asked them to just kind of score um, you know how do they see uh, wh- what areas do you, do you think impact local search and if you scroll back up to see the pie chart um, that that that's what that first question gets at and so they score it And, uh, you know, given the weight that they put on each of these sort of main areas, that's where this pie chart comes from. And then then I ask some questions like, okay, well, what what factors are impacting? uh, What factors do you think have the greatest impact on rankings in local results? And then they they sort them. So they like drag factors over from the left hand side to the right hand side. And then they sort them in their perceived priority and so what ends up happening is you end up with this list and so I I aggregate all of the data so I got like 42 participants I aggregate all of that data and then you know you'll see that 20 plus of them said that the primary category in GMB is the number one factor and so that gets the biggest score so in aggregate it gets the sort of like biggest Emphasis has like this is the number one factor according to these. Now, it's always important to specify this is a survey of opinions. We don't have some special line at Google where, you know, the engineers told us how it works. It's just all of our aggregated opinions about what is driving local search. But I do think that when you get these 42 people uh, in a room all putting their thoughts together about, Sure, with
2: well that <laughs> no, that's got to happen
1: <laughs> together about uh you know what is driving local search you end up with a pretty good picture because this is these are the people that are doing the work seeing the impact really understanding uh you know the ranking so and
2: amongst all these people i mean they're, they're, they're working on Tens of thousands of listings in aggregate with, with each other, so they're, they're seeing a wide variety of markets, wide variety of geographical areas. You know, uh, so they're 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 definitely seeing what's out there. I, I wanted to bring out one thing that I want to make sure that we're that we're very clear on with the uh, with the audience here. Um, when we're talking local search, there's actually the, there's the organic rankings. And then there's the Google My Business rankings. And when yeah. you're talking about the uh, local search ranking factors, Darren, uh, could you clarify here? Are you talking about all of that combined? Or are you talking about the things that these are all the things that specifically impact the GMB rank?
1: Um, yeah. So there's two components of it. Actually, I do ask a question like, what do you think impacts the local organic results? And if you click through, uh, there's a button somewhere that clicks through to the main study right there. Then you'll see the two pie charts. The uh, pie chart on the left is our uh, pack finder so that's if you know the local pack uh, and then if you click through to more view more details it goes to the finder that would impact maps as well. So this is what the experts believe is impacting the local pack finder rankings and on the right hand side you have the organic which is the blue links under the pack so, but it's also the local, it's specifically the localized blue links under the pack. So, when you mm-hmm. type in personal injury lawyers Denver, you're going to see the pack. You're going to see um, the uh, blue links underneath. And in those blue links, ever since the Venice update, the, there have been an injection of local businesses here. So, it's not, you, these blue links are not global. They are at, like right there, Fang Law Firm that's a Denver-based law firm so Google knows that that business is based in Denver and it pulls uh, local businesses into the organic results and that's what we refer to as local organic so it's really we want to understand what's driving that stuff and what's driving the rankings in the pack and I'll just tell you the stuff down in the in the main list it's uh, it's really driven by your website your website and your links it's almost almost completely that you know your your other factors like reviews citations your gmb they, they don't really impact your ability to rank down in the local organic but your website and your links have a massive impact on how you rank in the local pack so it's all it's, all, it's the three pillars of local search relevancy um, proximity and prominence and those things uh, are, are they come into play on all of these
2: that's awesome. Anyway, I, that's why I want to make sure that we were very clear with everybody that when he's talking about the local search survey he did here, they're they're talking about both: hey, how do you rank uh, for here in the the local pack, which is your Google My Business listings, and then how do you rank in the organic listings, which are these website links down here. So, thanks for clarifying yeah. that, Darren.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm giving some long-winded answers here. I gotta, I gotta. No, it's be awesome.
2: <laughs> no, it's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Um, so what what are the biggest takeaways then? I mean, do you, do you have like a, a quick a quick TLDR yeah, that, on that chart right there? Hey, that's, this that's is what this is what impacts it.
1: Yeah, so that chart is great because it really shows uh, sort of the changing sentiment over the years. In 2013, you will see that GMB was you know 20% of the score. Then it actually dropped in 2015. So people put more emphasis on things like website and links in 2015. Um, and you can see those pink bars on on-page and links in 2015 versus GMB. But then over the last two surveys, 2018 and 2020, you can see this jump where it, uh, it increases over time. And so that, uh, that's what we're talking about here. And you could really see that GMB signals have taken the lion's share in 2020 as the pre- predominant signal now, I think that's wrong. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do think that it's overstated, and I think it's overstated for uh, for a number of reasons. The main thing is that we fa- we we lump things like proximity and physical, uh, you know, presence in uh, in in the city into the GMB factors, and they're really it's not like it's something you can control. You can't pick up your business and move it. And so the problem is, is that those are hu- proximity is a huge player. It makes a massive impact on how you rank, but it kind of skews this. And so when you look at this, it's unfortunate that this might inform to you that I should put all of my time and effort into GMB. That would be a, a very poor local search strategy. You must diversify across, the the first four are your keys and you have to definitely get GMB, but GMB is actually pretty quick and easy. It's your primary category, it's your additional categories, it's uh, if you're willing to change your business name, getting those keywords in the business name, they have a huge impact on local search. But other than that, the rest of it kind of becomes conversion rate optimization for your GMB listing. The other things don't really impact your ability to rank. And there's two things that I talked about in this survey that's different this year than last year. One is I wanna do some myth busting. So I talked about a lot of, I asked the question like, what are some things that people think impact rankings, but don't? And that would be things like uh, keywords in your GMB description. Chris, uh, I noticed your study talked about that. it will be interesting to, to have a little chat about that. Uh, keywords in uh, Google posts, keywords in your services, You know, a lot of those places that people are stuffing keywords, they don't actually impact rank. They can impact conversions, and they're important. But your actual GMB rank improvement checklist is pretty small. Your focus is reviews, absolutely, website, absolutely, Uh, and links. And, like, getting more links and improving the content on your website, doing internal linking, optimizing your pages, building out more content, all of that will have a much greater impact because you GMB is almost a – once and done from a ranking perspective, it's never done from a conversion perspective. You can always make it better, but it is uh, a. When I look at this chart, I just wanted to let people know that like, you don't throw all your eggs in the GMB basket because you see that big blue spike.
2: So I got a couple of uh, quick observations that I, I'm sure Chris, Ben, and Jason are dying to get in a couple of, <laughs> uh, of questions here too. Um, but one of the observations that I'll, I'll throw out here just just for this, Darren, was it's very interesting to see that the The increase in g m b seems to be somewhat correlated with the decrease in the emphasis on third par- on other citations, yeah. out there,
4: yeah, so so maybe maybe
2: maybe it's not necessarily that you know these are kind of relatively holding constant, yeah, but this has really dropped down The people are saying, For hey, sure. look Google is not relying upon third party citations anywhere near as much as they used to,
1: yeah, so I talk about this in this post that you're on right now. Um, My take on the citation thing is different than some others in the industry. Um, There has definitely been a a growing sentiment over the past five years of a decline in the importance of citations. So my, my take on it is that it's a perceived decline in importance because what I think has happened is you know, if you go back to 2013, it wasn't as competitive. You have, you know, there's, you look at the local pack, and you look at the top 10 results, and then maybe back then, only like three businesses were thinking about it, dealing with it, investing in it, working on it. And so citations could be a bit of a differentiating factor. You could have, you could go out and bill 100 citations, but since no one else was doing it, you would get that boost. Now, it, the market is so saturated. You've got 50 businesses in your category. They're thinking about local search. They recognize the impact and the value of Google's local re- results. And so everybody's getting the citations. And so you don't see the boots that you used to see. And so this perceived drop of like, well, I used to build citations. They had a big impact. I would, I would rank really well. Um, that is something that um, you don't see as much anymore. And so this perception of the drop. I will say that Google has gotten better at triangulating your business data on the web. And so one of the things that is a perceived drop in value and is, I believe, an accurate drop in value is that back in the old days, Google really cared about name consistency. It was like if you didn't have the three name, address, phone number correct on all of your listings, it would have a negative impact because you wouldn't kind of get you wouldn't get credit for those mentions on the Internet. Now, Google's entity database, they're much better at identifying. So if you've got the same name, uh, address, phone number is different, but the website URL is the same, Google can see that and be like, oh, that's the same business. You don't need to rush out and change that phone number. And so people take right, right. Uh, citation consistency too far. They uh, used to be important. It's less important now. And so, and especially when we're talking about on some of the peripheral local business directories like to write right local or or Just my, huckleberry. Focus on the main Sorry, main my huckleberry i always, I always
2: trash it. <laughs> yeah. jason i think you had a couple of questions you wanted to ask
0: yeah uh, i noticed the uh in, increase in importance in reviews. so my question is going to be a couple parts is yeah. it is it the overall count or the quantity of the, the quality of, of the reviews themselves and have you and did people notice like a drop off after x
2: amount of reviews or the recency regularity i'd like to add that in there too
0: yeah uh well
1: it's so, okay uh i don't have the answers to those questions i <laughs> do think they're great questions if only a google engineer would be on here i think in my opinion volume is the uh is the the key thing so there's there's a, a certain threshold of volume you want to get to And then after that, um, you get diminishing returns, almost like with citations, you know, you build all your citations, you get diminishing returns. So what I always recommend people do is in their industry, in their if they're in their results, Denver personal injury lawyers, for example, they would want to see what is the average. So, you know, most of the businesses ranking in the top have. 200 reviews well then you want to get 250 once you have 250 google reviews you want to diversify you know you want to get that but you should be diversifying and getting reviews on all of the other important sites in your industry as well and so um i volume i think plays the biggest role uh keywords in the reviews also play a big role and that goes to your quality you know question like are people writing enough about you, you know, the more words that they say, the more likely that those keywords will get associated with uh, your listing. And there is a patent that talks about that. Um, And not only will keywords and reviews boost it, but if it's a negative review, you can actually see a bit of a kickback. And so if you're a plumber and people Keep mentioning drain cleaning, and it's a negative review that can actually decrease your rankings. There's a patent that talks about this that you can actually get a hit because everyone is talking about drain cleaning, and this plumbing company has a negative reaction. And so now we're gonna we're gonna dial down your ability to rank for drain cleaning. But everyone that mentions hot water tank installation says that this company is awesome, and so Google is actually mm. smart enough to to differentiate what's in your reviews and how that might impact your rank.
2: Chris, you had a question. Yeah,
3: I, I got a, a couple questions. You know, one. First of all, I, I completely agree about the the context of the review. I saw that firsthand for a firm in Michigan that was giving away backpacks, and and all the reviews mentioned backpacks, and it wasn't talking about the law. So,
1: oh, did yeah, they rank for backpacks?
3: Yeah, they had. Well, they That's weren't awesome. ranking as well as they should have due to the number of reviews that they had, just because the relevancy of all the reviews statements just <laughs> weren't related to legal services. Right. Um. So I kind of had a question and and I don't know the exact answer to this too, but uh, I kind of wanted to field this to you, Darren, and and everyone else. I I see the same thing in citations. And what I'm trying to wonder is, is it that Google, you know, because there's so much saturation that they're looking for these more dense listings, this more thorough pieces of content that that gets crawled? And is it a situation where maybe the directories aren't being crawled as frequently and it's,
1: Um, I have another theory, and I do mention this in my post, about citations and this perceived value. One of the things that I've realized, and this is really interesting, I don't know if any of you caught my uh, presentation at MozCon in 2019. So I did this presentation where I took a business from absolutely no online presence, and I slowly stepped through each of the SEO things that you would do for local search. So step one, got them a GMB listing. Step two, built them a little GMB website. Step three, built out a bunch of citations. And then every time I do it, I would like wait a couple months before I did the next thing to see what the impact was. And so I did that across all the different things. And until at the end, we had like a great GMB listing, a full set of citations, we had reviews, we had a website, we had links coming in. And so I could see what the impact was over time and I measured each thing. So at the end of that presentation, this company uh they're friends of ours we did no other seo work zero didn't change their website didn't add any links didn't do anything but phenomenally their rankings not only doubled and tripled and quadrupled over the next year the amount of terms that they rank for and the positions that they ranked in those terms for those terms went through the roof we didn't touch their website we didn't do Mm. anything and so I Honestly, I I don't know. This is a case study of one. It's a sample size of one. But a theory brewing in my mind is that the impact of citations has a long time horizon. And the reason for that is I might submit 100 citations, but it takes, you know, six months for them to even go live on the websites i might submit but it doesn't show up on that website for five months because there is a moderation process there's someone on the end of that website that sees my submission doesn't go live on it until later so you've got this long time period where the citations are trickling in and not only that to your question your point chris about this sort of deep crawling and the indexation of these citations, Google takes a really long time to find them as well because we're talking about a massive website, huge, like how many pages are on a directory with very low domain authority. Google is not like, I'm going to waste my entire crawl budget crawling these rinky-dink citation directory websites. And so it takes a really long time for Google to find those listings. So you don't really get the credit and the benefit for those citations as soon as you build them. It takes six months, a year, a year and a half before the true Google really sees all the stuff that you have, all the mentions you have for your business out there. And so perhaps that's why the rankings continue to go up. It's one theory uh, that you continue to sort of reap the rewards of a citation uh, build over time. Other theories could definitely be it's just age. There's a lot of talk about the age of things and sandboxing. And so because it was new, the GMB listing was new, the website was new, even the links were new. And so it takes time for those things to age before Google fully trusts them. It could be that, too. So I, I'm not pinning it all on, on the citations saying, look, we proved it, citations are amazing. Uh, I can't say that, but, I, but it does make me think about that time horizon for citations.
0: Yeah, I mean, I want to dive one, in. Oh, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, I mean, one, one thing I noticed, and, and Ben just did, did this similar too, but I noticed if you don't have any additional citations and you just create your GMB, uh, you're less likely to trigger a KP result right that knowledge yep. panel for your business right. but once you start building out your core and and I mean like the real legit core not you know myhuckleberry.com uh, or anything like that but when you when you're building out you know Facebook Yelp uh, Bing Yahoo Apple Maps you know those 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 core ones then you will start noticing that you'll start you'll start reaping those benefits and and less from doing you know like a, a citation blast so there i mean there there's still some value but yeah i mean the the days of going out and buying a thousand you know citations you know with you yeah. know those services long gone done
5: a thousand is way too many but like, you know on
4: here on this one real quick yeah, what do you, what do you, think, ben? you actually, uh, you, you actually tweeted this the other day after in response to what you saw in the study, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I personally have always been, and you all know this, right? I've been very anti-citation, right? It's been on the decline. I don't believe in it. And I, to the most part, I still don't believe in it. I'm testing though, right? Um, so what I did with my test was, is my test was going to be a long test. And by a long test, we're talking about three years. And it's a case
5: study of one. And it's about, it was about me, right? Steady demand, basically. So what I did with the steady demand was, so we're based, our physical proximity is based in Austin. And when we first set up the GMB, we're talking about like, you know, five, six, seven years ago. I said, okay. The only thing that I'm going to do with this is, is I'm going to optimize my GMB just like we would for any client. I'm going to keep an eye on it just like we would for any client. I'm going to build links naturally by speaking, writing, etc. Right? Just doing good SEO techniques, uh, on-page optimization, etc. But I'm not going to do any t- type of citation work whatsoever. So I did that for about two years. And then when I said, "Okay, it's time." Now I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go get a Yelp listing. And I wanna see what happens once I get a Yelp listing because I've got a baseline of two years worth of data to show me that I have zero, basically local uh, traffic whatsoever or local queries. So I got the Yelp listing and I sat on that for about eight months, something like that. Nothing happened whatsoever. Queries did not increase, traffic, local traffic did not increase. Then, as we were kind of doing some internal evaluation, I said, "You know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to go use Darren's service." And uh, which, by the way, everybody is awesome. If you are not using Darren's citation service, do so. Plug got to do it. So, but uh, I believe in it. So I went out and I said, "Okay, well, I'm going to evaluate this for our clients too. Will this help?" And I went and bought five local citations. 25 bucks, right? So the team built them out over a two-month period. Um, When they were done, I got my report and I said, okay, well, time to go take take a look at GMB queries and see if I'm getting anything, basically. Lo and behold, there was about 50 new queries that had popped up, all local intent. Um, Again, it's only a case study of one, but It shows me that Google's looking at the semantic entity correlation with the local proximity, basically, which just makes sense. Um, I still don't believe in blasting out tons of citations, you know, and I am going to test that later, probably next year. But um, if I want to test the local a little bit further. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think that overall, I mean, citations have just been something that at local SEOs have been found as is, is something that they can easily sell on a monthly basis. And it's like, yeah, we're still doing something for you, but do they actually work? And I think the answer, of the course, is still no, except for local.
2: Anyway. Darren, I know you got to run here pretty soon. Uh, appreciate you being out here with us. But there's uh, one more quick question I wanted to ask. We're getting lots of different questions about the factors that seem to influence a GMB ranking. Sure. So I, I wanted to, to just quickly dive in a little bit on, on this particular part of the study mm-hmm. that you talked about here, um, the top GMB factors, and then sure. a little bit about these factors here yeah. as well. Um, so would you give just a couple minutes on on these?
1: Yeah, so GMB was a huge piece of the pie. Um, As I mentioned earlier, I think that's a bit skewed. There are only a handful of things that you can really optimize uh, within GMB. So if you look on this chart here, you see primary GMB category, hands down, you got to get that right. If you're an electrician, you're not going to rank for towing. So You know your primary category is going to be electrician so obviously that's going to heavily impact what you can rank for Uh, keywords in your gmb business name this is a very unfortunate factor because it leads to spam uh people stuffing keywords in their business name Heck, it works, works great. Overnight, you could rank uh, really well. The problem is that you can get your listing suspended. And so there is a a case to be made for actually changing your business name though. You, You have to change it everywhere. So you actually change your website, you change it at the secretary of state, you register it, you change it with your phone company, utility company, you change your signage, you change everything to do with your business. You actually do a full business name change. All right, cool, now you're legit and you can actually use that business name on Google. The reason why keywords in the business name is so effective is because of branded search. If someone types in, uh, you know, best moving company in Denver, they might actually be looking for the business named best moving company in Denver. So Google has to surface that result. Be like, oh, well, it sounds like it's a general keyword, but it also matches a brand with that same name so maybe they're looking for that specific brand i have to surface it and so it's, it's just like if someone types in starbucks and so that that's the reason why keywords and business name work so much work so well and so it also is the reason why it's a tough problem for google to solve because they need to be able to support branded search but um everyone's stuffing their keywords with uh, their business name with keywords now but anyways that's a that's a crummy factor. I wish Google would, would fix that. But it there's does a whole work. other
2: issue, though, we may want to go into later on in another session. And that's the whole fact I've seen businesses who say, hey, the, the, the discussion should we rename our business to match more of a generic search or a branded search? And the drawback to that is that if you kind of rename your business to more generic terms, mm-hmm. you now get lost oftentimes when people are specifically looking yeah, for you your business in a like branded a- search. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a tough one. A lot of people do this, like, here's my brand name. And then, oh, here's like 10 keywords that I want
2: to write. Right, 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 right. Any other things you want to add on this?
1: Yeah, you suspended.
2: And then talk about these three real quick here. Because I I was very interested in the big X's through them.
1: Yeah, I would actually just go up real quick and say like, oh my God, please do additional categories too. Like, don't just focus on the one primary category. That additional GMB categories is huge. You definitely need to cast a wider net. There was a concept years ago about this concept of category dilution. Like if you add more categories, you're gonna dilute the impact, your ability to rank for other ones. That's been dispelled as a myth add as many additional categories that are relevant for your business that you can, but just make sure that they're actually relevant for your business.
2: That are relevant for your business, key.
1: Yeah, so down to the other three things. Um, these things are things you can't really impact. So keywords in your GMB business title, you really shouldn't be doing that. Uh, it's, it's considered spam, you can get your listing removed. Um, proximity of address to the point of search. So that's like being close to the person that's searching. It's a massive ranking factor. there's nothing you can do about it you can pick up your business and move it all over the the city and then just being in the city that someone's searching of course so you can't really action those items you can't do anything about them so gmb is just a fairly small piece of the pie uh, in terms of what you can optimize the things that you can optimize in gmb or rankings is is not very much but you must and I highly encourage everyone to really focus on building out a fantastic GMB listing. Whether or not those things that you add, adding photos, Filling out your products, filling out your services, adding great description, regularly doing Google posts. Those things, they may not impact your rank, but they have a massive impact on who's going to pick up the phone and call you. When you look at two websites, you got one website here. Oh, it just says, oh, here's my name, address, phone number. Are you compelled to be like, that's the plumber for me? Or when you look at a website that goes into detail about all of their Services, They, you can see pictures, you can read testimonials, you can see what their specials are, you can learn about jobs that they're currently doing. That's what a website facilitates. And so compare those two websites, which one are you going to call to be your plumber? Same thing I'm happening. so glad Google. you said that. Yeah, the I'm same so thing is happening that. on Google. And so you need to build out your mm-hmm. listing and make it look amazing for the conversion factor. If you don't do it, you're just lost in a sea of other listings and, and you'll have no people will be compelled to call you. So that's what we're calling conversion rate optimization for your your Google listing. It's uh, spawned from Mike Blumenthal's uh, early insight into the concept of Google as your new homepage, because people don't necessarily need to go to your website anymore. So there's still huge value. And actually, actually, that's why that 33% is so big on GMB because it is driving so many leads. GMB is extremely important But this is the ranking factor survey. And so that's where it just gets a little funny. (laughs)
2: Makes sense, makes sense. Hey, I know you got a bail, and we want to honor that. Um, I just want to let everybody know: uh, do check out Whitespark.ca. This is company that Darren runs there. They do really, really good work out there, and you know, Darren Darren and his team—good, good good people—and they just, they just know their stuff and they do good work. So make sure you go out, check them out at Whitespark.ca, and they don't just service Canada. Don't let the .ca throw you off. They are really good at all. Uh, listings, including the U.S. So I'll just probably about
1: eighty-five percent of our business in the U.S. Yeah, actually.
2: yeah. Hey, I'm a I'm a fan of the Canucks, so there you go.
1: Yeah. Hey, and big launch today. We just launched a brand new, uh, completely overhauled, reworked uh, local rank tracker product. Um, it's been nice. a, it's been a work in progress for years, and I am so thrilled with it. I just nice. tweeted about it. I'm really excited. It's really good. You should check it out.
2: <laughs> go 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 check it out, guys. Hey, we'll, we'll say goodbye to you, Darren, here. And hey, maybe we'll have you lot. back again yeah. sometime for a, uh, just an open Q&A.
1: Yeah, I hope you guys talk about the discrepancy between my study and Chris's study about keywords in the description. I want to hear what you have to say. I'm going to follow mm-hmm.
2: up on we that. Absolutely. Will. I was going to say, a Darren,
1: discussion.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, actually, the service, they're really close, honestly. Oh, I are mean, they? Yeah, they're, they're really close. The, I was worried
1: you was. would lumping just like uh keywords in the business name and description together or are you looking no, at them no. know, separately separately then i think then my my take on it is that it's correlation not causation yeah it could be could be yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> all
1: right okay. bye everybody thanks a lot for having me it was awesome to chat with you guys thanks, thanks darren, darren. your time see okay. ya. Yeah.
2: well so chris I'm going to turn it over to you, my friend. So if you don't know, Chris runs rankings.io. He happened to come out with a survey almost at the same time. I think yours was a few weeks earlier or it was right about the same time, give or take. Um, But, Chris is a little bit different, whereas what WhiteSpark did was a survey of SEO, uh, well-respected well SEO professionals out there. Chris and his team actually went and looked at data from a bunch of Google My Business listings across 426 U.S. cities. So thousands. Chris, I'll turn it over to you. Give us the, the quick overview of what you found here.
3: Yeah, so so the first thing is uh, the the survey Darren and ours is really close. So there there's a, a maybe the weighted differences are a bit different, but it, it's it's nice to see that uh, that you know the, the individuals that were surveyed are pretty dead on. Um, I do want to point out too, and when you're when you had the the other picture up with the X's through it, that is absolutely something in the personal injury vertical that absolutely gets impacted. So we have now many firms, we're talking, you know, eight and nine figure firms when they're doing expansion based tactics. The first thing they do is they come to me and they say, Hey, where should I open my office? So we'll drop a a local Falcon proximity grid around a location to give you an example of a firm that many individuals will know, you know, if you're going to open a firm in Jacksonville, you know, the home of Morgan and Morgan, you're not going to open up right next door to Morgan & Morgan. It would be wise to open five to 10 miles away from Morgan & Morgan and have a substantial, uh, a better opportunity to rank. Uh, By the way, other folks of,
2: out there, because you, you threw out local Falcon, I'm not sure that our yeah. audience really knows what local Falcon is. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, this is local Falcon. It's a really good way to look at your rank visibility, not just from a single point, but from a wide geographic area. Because you make rank number one here, but you may be ranking number 10 just a few miles away. So that that's the whole proximity thing. So for what that's worth, didn't mean to interrupt you there. I just want to make sure people knew what local Falcon was since you dropped that.
3: Sure, sure. Yeah, and the other thing I want to say before we get to our findings of the study the nature of studies is this when you do a study there's findings and then you have to do additional studies to validate your initial study so in terms of you know uh correlations causation and things like that absolutely could be true uh and it requires secondary studies but i do like the the uh data-based analysis it's just a different approach and uh it gets you a lot more information a lot more data so, um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. If you want to scroll down, Eric, and I'll kind of cover again, you know, relevance, distance, prominence, uh, relevance, keyword usage, uh, categories, things like that, distance, city, and the area. Uh, these are things that that's, you know, pr- pretty foundational. Uh, but, and then moving down. So out of this study, we looked at 426 cities of at least 100,000 inhabitants. And so there were, thousands of results that we got this information from and i'll kind of go over these and then i'll start spraying some theories at jason and ben and we'll see what we what we have to go go from here but uh number one city listed in the gmb profile has the greatest impact on your rank well that's a no-brainer if you want to rank in st louis you need a st louis address however i do want to point out that there are sometimes in some locations where you may consider yourselves a St. Louis person and have a Clayton, Missouri address. So it would be better. You'd have a better opportunity to rank for the St. Louis phrases if you had a St. Louis address. So that was number one, pretty foundational. Number two, I'm just going to say a duh here. You know, if you want to, again, Darren's uh, statement of, if you want to rank for plumber, you need plumber as the, as the category. It's the same for the legal vertical And I would say it's particularly important that this is something actually in the legal vertical that gets inputted incorrectly because a lot of times they'll just type in lawyer or attorney and they forget to type in personal injury. So you do need to audit. uh, There is a a specific category for personal injury attorneys um, and just make sure you get that right.
2: By the way, I do want to throw out there that that even though this study was specifically for personal injury attorneys, there is a ton of information here that is applicable to just about any business. So even though Chris is talking specifically about this, you know, substitute your own particular specialty here.
3: Yeah, and I... I the personal injury vertical is very, very saturated, and it is highly impacted by spam. So when you saw Darren's study where it talked about uh, the the impact of reporting spam, if you want to compete in, in this space, you have to be very active at reporting spam. It's just the nature of the legal vertical. Um, so number three is the big one, right? That's a lot of you got three follow-up questions and you got everybody hates it. And again, it's the challenge of the branded search. It's, it's not an easy fix, but this is where you'll see individuals adjusting their name to incorporate not only lawyer and attorney, but even the word accident and injury in their phrases. So if you look at Chicago, you've got staver, staver, accident, injury lawyers, you look at, uh, los angeles you got eye accident lawyers you look at philly you got philly slip and fall guys you look at uh uh all over the nation in the legal vertical you're seeing firm name accident injury lawyers every it's it's awful the word accident itself is so incredibly important because most personal injury attorneys their main profit center is motor vehicle accidents well the mm-hmm. the main queries associated with motor vehicle accidents always have the word accident in them so you'll see that and it's unfortunate but it works this study validates it and it's something that that i think everyone on here just really hopes is fixed
2: so chris one thing that i just want to throw out here and i'm, I'm sure jason ben might want to weigh in on this a little bit too um so certainly adding lawyer or attorney or accident attorney adding that keyword to your gmb company title name out there just like just like these guys did here right staver accident injury lawyers there's two ways to go about this one way is you just add this to the end of your uh, of your of your name but it's not actually your legal company name and that has been shown to work but also in a lot of spammers We'll do things like that, but it's also a great opportunity to get not only that listing, but maybe even your entire account suspended and, and, and wiped out. Whereas what you're talking about here, and I think probably the what you're trying to correlate with here is this company actually rebranded themselves. This is an example of a company that actually changed their name legally on the legal documentation or or, or an official DBA or whatever it may happen to be. This is it, and that actually is their actual legal company name. So I'll make sure we make that differentiation here.
3: Yeah, abs- absolutely, Eric. And actually, that specific example actually did pull their, their uh, registration, and it is their legal filing. So it's you know in in these very saturated overly competitive markets unfortunately some of these things work and, and it forces you in this decision whether to do a whole rebrand to change your signage to change your your name you do your legal filing all of that you change your copy your references yeah it's, it's unfortunate but it has a big impact um and it's just the nature of it unfortunately
2: well and you yeah. know, that's always the the, the big question do, do do you spend the money time and effort to do that kind of rebranding only to have maybe have Google change how they do things a couple of years down the road and do you lose you know any any your brand equity you had and, you know it, it's a, it's a radical move to try to do that It's not yeah. like
5: really that though um it, it, Jason, one, just one second. It's not only that though, it's just that you knock the, them out the, the, if Google's going to change something, right? Right from when I should say Google changes something. But it also becomes down to diminishing returns. And what I mean by that is, is that for the past year or so, some people have been doing this and they've got success. However, what's gonna now happen is, is, now the word's gotten out, the lawyers are all talking to each other, everybody's changing their name legally right? So once everybody does it, all of a sudden your competition now is, goes through the roof where you were number one, you're no longer number one.
2: So you got to go back to the fundamentals that we talked about, the, the, the reviews, the optimization, the conversion optimization, all those things.
3: Yeah. And I 100% agree with Ben, 100%. And, and I want to skip, I know we're at number three, but that is why number five on our study in the legal vertical personal injury vertical doesn't have as much impact. It's because everybody has a 4.9 or 5 or 4.8 to 5. If everyone has it, it's not going to skew one person either or direction. Now the follow up portion of the study that I wish we could do or wish we had was, Hey, let's survey just the people that have one star and two star reviews and see how they're doing. Right. Then we would have some, we would be able to get, you know, give, uh, validate, um, you know, give a little bit more impact to this. uh, It's we're guessing, right? But um, we'd have more information. And I just wanted to say that because it's, it is, it's now everybody's doing it. Now it's kind of the nature of the beast.
2: Doing something out. Um, Chris mentioned at the beginning of this to, to say, "Hey, look, guys, uh, just because there's correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation." Mm-hmm. Um, and so Chris was really good to point out, and I, and I think it's it's like you know um, number of reviews correlated with higher positions doesn't necessarily mean that's what caused it, but it's it just what the data
3: says. Right. The data for this study says that, and, and that's why I really wanted to point that out. The other thing is the higher number of reviews correlated. Well, you know, that's a lot of relevancy phrases, things like that, of course. Um, you know, that there's some follow-up studies there. I wanted to point out, though, that one additional study I would like to do is that review rating because to show up for those superlative queries the best personal injury firm near me, the top personal injury firm near me, you're not going to show up if you got a one-star review. So it may show you less, you know, if you have a lower review count because of the superlative. So that kind of counters a little from um, Darren's in regards to the reviews. That's just a a little, um, just an opinion again. The uh, number six, the greater number of photos in the, GMB profile was strongly correlated with GMB position. Again, this may be correlation equals causation. And here's what my opinion is on this. My opinion is the individuals that are doing SEO and really thoroughly optimizing their profiles and building links and have great content are going to fill out their profiles in more detail. So yes, if they have more photos, well, the other factors are probably being impacted. They're probably doing the great, on-page optimization, the the, the uh, proper types of link acquisition techniques and things like that. So that's another one that's kind of skirting on the line there, and I'll be really transparent with that one. Please some uh, yeah.
0: thoughts? Yeah, a, a couple things. One, if you are going to go and think about doing a rebrand on your GMB, you know, your business name so that you can get your keywords into GMB, just be prepared for a suspension right now. So we know that Google is GMB is super sensitive right now. You go in, you touch any edits to any of your core data, name, address, telephone number, websites, categories. You do risk uh, a suspension right now and we are in the holiday season. So there could be a a delay with getting them reinstated. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, I I think you're gonna have a false positive if you start ranking overnight by changing your business name and then you might get a little cushy and 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 not do all the other parts that you should be doing, just because you're you're getting that ranking boost from that name. And yeah, Google, we know changes stuff quite frequently. And if they ever take that away, you're going to be back to zero, trying to figure out well, what do I need to do? So I don't, I, I'm not a fan of chasing the shiny metrics. I mean, do what you need to do uh, for that part. One thing I'd like to ask Chris to kind of do. Um, you know, as an as a, like a follow up, how many of these of these companies that you looked at do you think were working with marketing companies that were actively, you know, pushing you know their, their marketing, you know, whether it was you know uh, review solicitations, uh, GMB posts, uh, back you know link linking, you know, all of the all of the normal marketing stuff. Like, I wonder if there's like a major factor in the people that are ranking the well, well. Are the ones that are putting a bunch of money into their marketing and not just, you know, uh, put, set, setting it and forgetting it with GMB.
3: So, Jason, that's a great point, and I'm glad you asked it. So, we looked at the top 426 cities of over 100,000 inhabitants, and I would say, the larger the, the the population, the more inhabitants, the more likely it is that they're working with a professional, an SEO company, and So that, that may have a big impact on this data for sure. If we open it up across the United States, then we may get entirely different results. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why things that are popping up on here, like photos and regular updates to GMB and SEO tendencies and things like that. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're in Houston and you want to rank in the map pack for personal injury lawyer, you, you really need to work with a, a professional it really knows what they're doing um so yeah I, I i think that's a great point and i'm glad you made it um you know the, the the rest of them look the the gmb updates again kind of falls in line with jason what jason said i'm not sure uh i think it's good to show the updates and to show activity and and do those types of things that would need a follow-up study and i think the other as indicated in darren's study You know, uh, age old best practices in terms of on-page SEO, in terms
2: of link building, the actual website itself that that has the impact on the GMB listing.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, Chris, I was just going to say one thing. I was just thinking as you were saying that, I was just thinking about one thing. So, one of the things that really does drive um, ranking in general with Google is like engagement signals, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: When you're continually filling it out, you're uploading photos, you're answering your reviews, doing Q and A's, doing all the good things that you're supposed to be doing with GMB and just kind of SEO in general. Those increase ranking uh, engagement signals, right, which are semantically correlated, etc. Anyway, um, it would be interesting, I think, if you were to repeat this kind of a study, but take out everything. Uh, all the profiles, which are actually active and doing things with their profiles and just mm-hmm. do it on blank profiles, which there's mm-hmm. tons of those uh, blank profiles, non-owned profiles, not spam, but non-owned, you know, or ones that say you take a look at them and they haven't done a Google My Business post in a year, for instance, they haven't uploaded a photo in a year, mm-hmm. you know, no reviews, you know, things like that or they're not getting new reviews. That kind of a study, I think, would be interesting to see too. How do they rank?
3: Yeah, I, I completely agree, Ben, and it definitely that'd be a, an excellent follow-up study. The other thing is, is, is Google's patent. If, if we've you've read, well, I'm sure you guys, you know, it's it's they always pop them up in search engine land and across all the articles anytime they file a new patent. But they for sure have the UX-based patents for click-through rate. For click-through rate percentages, so one of the follow-up studies that I've wanted to do is use a service like a SERP Empire a SERP clicks to actually manipulate that component because most studies um, are, are based upon links or on-page SEO and, and kind of that kind of stuff. But I would actually like to do another study that we've been talking about that would uh, that would take more into the the activity-based approach the the clicks, the activity, the regular posts, and those types of elements would be kind of interesting to do. Um, The other thing I just kind of, you know, the one thing that I I wanted to say is I think that it's, it's the nature of your industry in regards to what tactics you are actually comfortable with too. Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, yes citations may not have the impact that they did but i'm i'm more of the abundance mindset because they're low cost and they're easy to do they're just data entry so we do target thousands right now google may devalue and bury ones that are you know that they don't favor or for whatever reasons but as long as they're relevant as long as they're you know they look okay. They're curated. You know, we're adding images. We're, we're filling those pro- t- profiles out in depth just because they're easy. Um, and it, it just doesn't take a huge time commitment. And I don't have the, the information to know whether they truly have that large impact or not. So we're trying to take all these abundance prod, you know, aspects of what's the 1%, the one little thing that we can do in the personal injury space that may have a little impact over our comp- competition.
2: Hey, so I just want to give us a little two-minute warning here if there's any things we want to wrap up. I, I know there's a lot of questions in, that would have come through. Uh, we're probably not going to be able to get to those today because I wanted to give uh, uh, um, both Darren and Chris time to go through their, their, their stuff. But we will record all these questions and hopefully you guys can join us in January and we'll ask them again. But uh, any last thoughts, Chris, Ben, Jason, on these two studies you want to dive into? I, I did put the link to the study in the chat. Uh, oh, by the way, Go check out rankings.io. Um, not any, especially if you're if you're uh, a law firm. Go check out rankings.io. You definitely want to do that. But even if you're not, go follow what Chris has to say because a lot of stuff they do is applicable to other businesses as well. So any last thoughts, guys? Yeah, I was going to say it looks. It sounds like you
0: really need to be on the offense and the defense. So you need to be. You know, monitoring your, your Google listings, you need to be, you know, doing your due diligence with it, making sure that, you know, you're you're working on your links, your regular citations, uh, your categories. But, you know, I kind of glossed over it, but spam fighting is like super huge right now. It, it, it could be the difference between your phone ringing and your phone not ringing. I mean, we, we mentioned some of the big players, you know, that we know, Morgan & Morgan, I Accident Lawyers. You know, but we see, you know, a whole slew of lead gen listings popping up, especially with with personal injury space. So you really need to think about that aspect of not just doing a good job for your overall listing or for your clients, but looking at who's coming in and trying to box you out.
5: And I 100% echo
4: what Jason just said, right? spam fighting is the easiest local SEO win. It's not just the PI space. It's all over the place. Go look at tree pruning in your area and you will see nothing but spam listings.
2: Go for what? Tree pruning.
5: Tree pruning, believe it or not, Um, (laughs) of all things. So, but but also I wanna just kind of get back to, uh, to kind of go on that. And that is, is that Google always considers your listing as guilty until proven innocent. So when you're stuffing keywords into your name, Somebody can still report you because maybe they haven't done the research. They haven't checked the Secretary of State. They'll report you, and that's a manual operator who is looking at your listing. And they might just say, eh, you know what? I I don't know. I just haven't had my coffee this morning, so I'm just going to go ahead and suspend them. So that does happen. It happens all the time. Um, And that's a little bit different than a false positive. That's actually just Google saying, I don't believe you. The other thing is is that what we've seen for is the, i'd say out of both of these studies the one big takeaway that i would look at is this is the location of your business we have moved businesses locations just sometimes a couple blocks to be inside the um the 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 city basically because like maybe they were just literally a couple blocks outside of the boundaries And immediately, as soon as we have verified ranking shot through the roof. So really carefully plan where your location is. And you know what? Moving is sometimes not a bad idea, especially if it's going to give you a 200% increase in the amount of sales that you're making.
3: Then I I just want to say one add on to that hundred percent agree dead on. And, a lot of times businesses, when they look at expansion, they always think of a new city. They'll think, uh, hey, I'm in Houston, I need to go to Atlanta, I need to go to Los Angeles. No, in most cases, you need to look at a different location in Houston, maybe another location within your same city because of proximity. And you know, actually Local Falcon
5: has a really great way of doing that. So mm-hmm. what you can do is, is you just basically, of course you send on yourself, you do your search, as soon as you see your fall off, so you set your grid as large as you can. As soon as you see your fall off, okay, Boom. that's when you need to do a pin.
2: Great. Yep. Well, guys, thank you so much. I mean, well, I, we, I know we can probably go on for another hour and just talk about all this stuff. It's 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 fascinating. But I really appreciate you, Chris, coming on. Darren, I know you had to leave early, but we appreciate you coming on. Ben, Jason, as always. Really appreciate having you here as as well. And to everyone who joined us, you know, have a wonderful holiday. And we will see you guys back here uh, the first week of January. So make sure you're on our email list and we will make sure to update you. Have a wonderful time. Talk to you soon.